Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and a self-love and empowerment coach. I'm here to help you embody simplicity in your spiritual practice and to feel confident bringing empowering magic and rituals into your real daily life. Join me each week for practical insights on the seasons and the stars. Welcome back to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, your host, and I am so stoked to talk about one of my favorite topics today, which is how to have more consistent rituals. If you have ever struggled to be consistent in your rituals, whether you want to do them daily for the newer full moons or even just seasonally, then this episode is for you. So as we head into Virgo season this week, let's talk about how you can turn that around, turn that struggle around and create rituals that are not only fun and fulfilling, but that you both want to do and will actually do, which is really the trick, isn't it? (laughs) So I'm going to share four tips today that are going to help you to have more consistency in your spiritual practice and in your rituals, because one of the things that is so beautiful about Virgo season is that Virgo is the very practical, very detail-oriented, very organized sign. And that's, you know, in the 21st century, how we normally talk about Virgo. But Virgo is also the archetype of the priestess. And as Virgo rising, this is one of my personal favorite signs and favorite energies. And it influences so much of my work. This, The energy of the priestess is so important in my work. And... I just find that it's an energy we're often kind of disconnected with that, you know, we think of the word priestess as being like very mystical and very magical, um, maybe very empowering. Right. But the reality is that the priestess is actually the one facilitating spiritual connection. The priestess is not the one we are spiritually connected to, right? We might be connected to our higher self, or we might be connected to a god or goddess. Um, or to a spirit guide, something like that. But we're not actually spiritually connected to the priestess herself, right? The priestess is the role that helps us to get connected to the higher thing. And so it's really important to understand that Virgo season and the archetype of the priestess are the opposite of Pisces season and the archetype of the Oracle, right? Pisces is the actual mystical, magical, dreamy, transcendent experiences. Um, And Pisces is the archetype of the Oracle, which is all about, you know, divine connection and channeling wisdom from the divine um, or from your higher self or from your spirit guides. You know, Pisces is that truly deeply intuitive energy, but Virgo, the priestess, Virgo helps us to connect to that. And we really cannot connect to that higher spiritual plane and spiritual experiences without having the more grounded, earthly Virgo experiences as well. We really cannot have one without the other, because if we're too caught up in the details, we're too caught up in, you know, the day-to-day routines, then we're not, you know, experiencing those transcendent spiritual awakenings. But if we're too much in our spiritual side, we're too much in, you know, in our intuition, we're not taking action, we're not grounding it in reality, then, you know, we're not actually connected. We're just, you know, up in, up in our heads. We're not bringing it into our real life in any kind of real or practical way. And so we need both Virgo and Pisces, both the 
the priestess and the oracle because we need the priestess to connect us to the oracle. So Virgo season is such a great time to revisit your rituals and to ask yourself, you know, where can you have more consistency? Where can you be more grounded? Where can you be more practical and more organized in your own spiritual practice? And I think a lot of times that people think that the, the idea of being practical or being organized in your spiritual practice like somehow defeats your spiritual practice. But that is not true. In fact, that is bullshit. And that I think is really one of the kind of like socially conditioned things that really keeps us from being and feeling spiritually connected because we think that it's something that's hard to do. We think that it's something that's outside of our experience when really we all have the priestess within us and we all have the oracle within us. All we need to do is tap into these different aspects of ourselves and understand you know, how they express themselves through us, to understand what kinds of rituals are going to feel really good for us. What kinds of rituals are you going to be able to be consistent with easily? What kinds of rituals are actually going to connect you to those spiritual transcendent experiences? Um, you know, because if a ritual is not fulfilling all of those things, then it's really not an effective ritual. If it's not something you can be consistent with, um, you know, and it's not that you have to do things on like a set schedule all the time, but you know, if you say you want a daily ritual, but you're only doing it once every three weeks, then, you know, something is off, something is out of balance there. Um, you know, so if it's something you can't be consistent with, or if it's something that, you know, you're kind of just going through the motions of and you don't actually feel like really connects you to your spiritual self or to your, you know, higher plane or whatever, then it's not really an effective ritual, right? It needs to be able to do all of those things um, or it's just not effective. And so our rituals should really fulfill purposes. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, how can you experience all of those things by being more consistent in your rituals? So my number one tip, my very first tip, and probably the most important tip is to know thyself. Before you can create any rituals, you have to know what you want out of that ritual and what you need out of that ritual. Your rituals are not just for the sake of doing a ritual. Your rituals should fulfill a purpose. So you need to know, first of all, what is it that is like the point? What, what, what's the point of this ritual in your life? What purpose is it fulfilling? And before you can know that, you have to know what you want and what you need. And those are two different things and they are both equally important. You have to know what you want because you know there's a reason that you're feeling called to do a ritual. There's a reason that you're feeling called to be a witch. There is something that you desire out of this experience, right? Maybe it's that you desire to experience more magic. Maybe it's that you know you're very intuitive and you want to nurture that part of yourself. Or maybe it's that you want to feel more empowered and more confident in all different areas of your life, right? Whatever your desire is, your rituals should be supporting that. So for example, okay, let's say that you want to feel more empowered and more confident in every area of your life and you feel like witchcraft is the way to get you there, to, to help you to feel that way. So if you are then doing a ritual where, you know, you're following someone's instructions very carefully and they're telling you that, you know, you can only do it this way and 
you kind of feel like maybe that's not really the only way to do it, or it feels like maybe that's not really the right way to do it for you, then that's not empowering, right? That's disempowering because that ritual is then telling you that you don't know yourself better than, you know, this stranger on the internet knows you or knows what you need. It's telling you that you cannot create something the way that you want to do it or experience it. And so that ritual then is not serving your desire. Now, perhaps, you know, if your desire was to learn from someone and, you know, to be an apprentice in that way and to learn their rituals exactly as they do them, and that that is empowering for you in your own way, then yeah, maybe that particular ritual is going to be perfect for you. Um, but, you know, in general, I think, you know, usually following someone's instructions to a T is usually not very empowering. Um, but that's my personal, personal experience. So, you know, you have to know what it is that you desire in order to know which rituals and which activities and practices are going to be really right for you. Now, you also have to know what it is that you need because we have desires, but we also have needs. And your needs might be that, you know, you need alone time or, you know, you get really overstimulated or maybe it's that you need to be connected to water. You know, maybe you get you feel really dried out or really disconnected from your intuition if you're not around water and so maybe you need to incorporate water into your rituals and there's a million different things that this could be right it could be around your health it could be around your your physical health your your diet or your need for exercise or it could be around your mental health or your emotional health right like what kinds of shadow work are is going to be really supportive and what kinds of shadow work is going to be really traumatic like you need to understand what you want and what you need because if you don't know the answers to both of those questions, any ritual that you create, it might like partially fulfill you, but it's not going to be done with intention. You know, once you know first what you want and what you need, then you can create a ritual that specifically fulfills those things and is really created very intentionally to serve you personally. So my very first tip to have more consistent rituals is to know thyself, to know what you desire and to know what you need. Now, my second tip is to make your rituals a priority, okay? Now, what that really means is to schedule time for them when it, when it boils right down to it. And no, that's not going to keep you from being in flow if your ritual is on your calendar. It's just going to dispel that myth right now. So scheduling time is what we do when something is a priority to us, right? So if you you know, really you love your family and you want to spend time with them, you schedule it, right? You say, okay, we're going to make plans, right? We're going to go out to dinner together tomorrow night. Now, why would you not give the same level of priority to your spiritual practice? Why would you say, well, when I feel that it's the right moment, then I'll do a ritual. But instead, of course, you're just going to get bogged down and busy with your schedule and your day-to-day -day tasks and your chores, and you're never going to do that ritual because it wasn't on your calendar. Now, whether it's a physical calendar or a Google calendar or whatever it is, right, or just a mental calendar, that's fine too. As long as you're making your rituals a priority and you're giving them as much credence as everything else that's taking up time and space in your life and everything else that you would make a priority, then you're good. And it doesn't matter if you stick to the schedule exactly. It doesn't matter if 
you have a burst of inspiration, you decide I'm gonna do a ritual right now, even though it's not on the schedule. That's great, that's fantastic. Or maybe you're super tired and you know, if you said you were gonna do it, but you're just not feeling it, that's okay too. But the reality is that if you're not setting aside time for your rituals, then they're not a priority to you. And so, you know, it doesn't matter how busy we are. It doesn't matter, you know, how much we have going on or how many commitments or obligations we have, because we're all busy, right? Every single one of us is busy. And we all have, you know, different levels of busy and different levels of commitments. But even if you can only set aside five minutes for yourself once a week, you know, I highly recommend you set more than that aside, but if that's all you've got, that's fine. You just have to make sure that you're prioritizing those five minutes for yourself and for your rituals. So number two tip is make your rituals a priority by putting them on your schedule. All right, my third tip is to have a plan for what you're going to do in your ritual. Again, no, still not going to keep you from being in flow. Plans are your friend. Virgo season is your friend. Knowing what it is you're going to do, what you need, how much time you need, etc., is actually super helpful because I find that one of the biggest things that keeps people from being consistent in their rituals is that maybe they even did set time aside. They were like, all right, this is the time I'm going to do my ritual. What am I going to do? And I'm totally guilty of this, guys. Like I do this, like I swear every month where I'm like, shit, I don't have a plan. <laughs> my bad. I always tell people to have a plan, but here I am without a plan. So, you know, it happens to all of us, but when we do have a plan, your rituals can be so much more powerful and so much more potent because you can actually not only know how much time you needed, like, okay, let's say you set aside an hour and you waste the first 25 minutes of that hour figuring out what you're going to do when instead you could have had this, you know, beautiful hour long immersive ritual. So, you know, having a plan, knowing what it is that you want to do is also going to help you be more intentional, right? So again, you have to know what you want. You have to know what you need in order to create a ritual. So if you know those things, then you can say, oh, you know, okay, the full moon is going to be in Aquarius this month. And these are my needs. And this is how the themes of Aquarius tie into that. I can do this, this, and this, and that's going to feel really amazing. And yes, you can change the plan. If something doesn't feel right in the moment, don't do it. If something calls to you in the moment that wasn't part of your plan, then do it. You know, it, it's not about having rigid structure. It's about having enough structure, enough grounded, practical, you know, input into what your ritual is going to look like so that you're not wasting time. You're not wasting space and energy on figuring something out instead of just you know knowing okay this is what i'm doing this is what i need i've got 30 minutes to myself i'm going to go up and do my ritual and you know spending every last moment of that time you know, really on yourself and connecting with your spirituality and connecting with your intuition um you know i mean these are really powerful powerful shifts that are very simple and that really don't take a lot of effort it's just about, you know, making them a priority and putting in that extra five minutes to think ahead and know this is what I want to do so that you can just do it. Now, my final tip, my fourth tip for you 
is to have several rituals to choose from. So when you do have time and you do feel inspired, I always recommend that you sit down and you create a bunch of rituals that do fulfill your, your needs and desires. So one of my favorite tools for consistency in your rituals is what I like to call mini rituals, which is basically where you create a ritual and it has all of the things that you would ever want to do in it. And it's your perfect ideal ritual. And then you break it down into a million little tiny chunks things as small as just lighting a single candle, right? You break that ritual down into all of its pieces so that you can then create mini rituals by you know, marrying maybe one or two or three activities together so that you have little five minute bursts that you can say, okay, I don't have time for the whole ritual, but I'm just gonna do this five minutes of lighting a candle and pulling a card and you know, writing down three sentences about it or whatever it is. And having a bunch of rituals like that that you can choose from, it can both help you keep you from feeling kind of stale or stagnant if you know plans don't feel great for you normally. If you have things to choose from, then you're not stuck like, oh, I said this is what I was gonna do, so I guess I'll do it. Instead, you'll be like, ooh, I wanna do this one this time. Uh, and that's where plans can be really liberating instead of limiting. But also the mini rituals are just great for when you don't have a lot of time or when you're tired or you're not feeling inspired. And instead of just scrapping the whole thing because you don't have time for your 45 minute ritual, you can spend five minutes lighting a candle and just centering yourself and then you're good to go, you know? So mini rituals are really, really powerful for that as well. So just to recap, my four tips for how to have more consistent rituals are to know what you desire and what you need out of your rituals. So you can create rituals with intention. Number two is to make your rituals a priority by scheduling time for them. Number three is to have a plan, know what it is you're gonna do, what you need, how much time you need, etc. And number four is to have several rituals or to create many rituals to choose from so that no matter how much time you have, no matter how you're feeling, uh, you know, no matter if you don't like to have lots of plans, you know, laid in stone for you and you like to be more flexible, um, you know, whatever the situation is, having several rituals to choose from can be really, really supportive. Now, private mentoring can also be super helpful with all of this. So for one thing, you know, it can actually be really hard sometimes to know yourself. You know, know thyself is the first tip and the most important, the cardinal rule of consistency in your rituals, but sometimes that is easier said than done. I find that there's lots of ways to figure out what it is you need and what you want. Um, but first of all, you know, being able to talk it out with someone is really helpful. And second of all, you know, having an experienced astrologer, an experienced witch, someone who's who's done all of these things can be really helpful for really understanding, you know, what do you actually need? Especially if you feel like you're not really sure, like you've tried a bunch of things but and you liked some of them, but you don't really know why or what they're really doing for you. You know, having an experienced witch to mentor you in that experience and in that conversation um, and to dig into your astrological chart and, you know, even into your ancestral cultures and all these different things that we can look at, you know, that can be so, so helpful for really understanding what is it that you need and what do you actually want. For another thing, without someone to hold you accountable for doing your rituals, it's that much easier to fall off the bandwagon, right? So accountability is a huge, huge thing for having a private mentor. I think it's probably like the number one reason to have a mentor um, is 
when we don't have someone that knows we're supposed to do the thing, right? We can just like, oh, I just moved it onto the next day on my calendar and I just didn't do it. And I totally feel that. I am so like that too. And so, you know, private mentors can really help to hold you accountable for doing your rituals and for doing the things that you said you wanted to do. And then, you know, if you, okay, you said you want to do something and you keep not doing it, there's probably a reason. There's probably something that's not working. And then that mentor can really help you to work through that and to help you understand why the thing you thought you wanted maybe isn't what you really wanted. Plus, if you're new to creating rituals or if you have struggled with consistency in the past, even when you thought you liked the rituals you did create, having someone to help you actually make a plan and stick to it is really a game changer. Um, you know, because again, sometimes we don't know what we want and being able to talk it out with someone and someone who's experienced, someone who's done lots of rituals and tried lots of things and failed at lots of things and really found what works for them, having someone who's been through that process can be so, so supportive in helping you to really achieve true consistency and not only consistency for the sake of consistency, but you know, being consistent in your rituals so that you can have that deeper transcendent spiritual experience, right? We, we use Virgo, we use the priestess to reach Pisces, to reach the Oracle. And a private mentor can be really, really helpful with that. So of course, I am a private mentor. I offer private mentoring services. So if you're interested in working with me as your private mentor to help you discover your inner witch, to create consistent rituals that you actually want to do every day, and to really go from stuck to spellbound, as I like to say, in your spiritual practice, then fill out the application that is linked in the description of this episode so that we can discuss how I can support you. I would love, love, love to help you find consistency in your rituals and really you know, be able to be consistent on a daily basis or on a monthly basis or on a seasonal basis, whatever it is that's calling to you and that you want to explore, I can definitely help support you through that. So fill out the application and I will get back to you so we can discuss what the best way I can support you is.